lack of capital. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about 13 different types of creating financing strategies uh, that you can utilize when you have a lack of capital. You know, if you've been watching the mini series here, uh, we've been talking about one of the more popular answers uh, to, you know, what's your biggest struggle in real estate investing right now uh, is the, the answer is lack of capital. And sometimes I even forget, but there are so many different ways of creative financing. So I'm going to give you the 13 types of creative financing, and then I'm going to dive into the handful that I've used uh, just a little bit. Uh, and I would love to hear from you guys on all these, if you've, which one you've used and which one you've had the most success with, but here are the 13, right? 13. <laughs> and I'm going to list them in somewhat, um, no, they're going to be in random order. Okay, here we go. So there's partnerships, there's crowdfunding, there's a 401k or self-directed IRA, uh, there's rent or lease to own, there's the bank on yourself or the whole, whole life insurance policy, there's hard money, there's soft money. Uh, we'll talk about the difference of that here in just a second. There's owner financing, there's subject to deals, there's government loans or government grants, your home equity line of credit, uh, you know, more commonly referred to as a HELOC. And then you have your cash out refinance and your cross collateralization. can't believe I actually said that word, at least enunciated it pretty, pretty close there. Um, but the purpose of this video is just to give you an idea, get you to be thinking about different strategies uh, to use and make sure you save this and come back to it as you work through your real estate investing ventures that uh, come back. Cause I, even putting this together, I thought I forgot about that this was an option or this was a thing. So, but let me talk to you about the five, there's five that I've used out of that 13. I thought there were six, but maybe I didn't do the notes right. Um, uh, and these are based on experience level of investing. I, I think I put them in order of experience level. Um, so from beginner, I'll start with a beginner and go to the more advanced. But if you've had a job, you know, we're going to talk about 401k and converting to a self-directed IRA. If you have a, a job where you had a previous employer and I hear the Blue Ridge train coming down the track and it's tooting his horn, I'll try to get done before it gets too loud. Um, a lot of wealthy people riding that $100 ticket train for two hours. Whew. Anyway, uh, for but if you have an old job or even right now, if you have a 401k, uh, I think you can do it with your current 401k. Um, talk to a certified financial planner. My certified financial planner is Mark Willis at Lake Growth Financial. You can go, if you want to talk to Mark, you can go to w2capitalist.com. And there's a tab up there that says products we use. And you'll find Lake Growth Financial right there. But I have used this, uh, I had a, uh, worked for a company that got acquired in our old simple IRA was still with that group that was managing that for us. And I was able to take that RA money, transfer it over into a self-directed RA so I could invest in some real estate uh, with those monies now. Um, and so there was some, sorry, I'm getting distracted by the train coming, thinking about how that's coming over the microphone. Um, there are some stipulations about how you can do that, how involved you can be in the self-directed RA uh property that's that was purchased with your with your IRA money so make sure you know all about that that's not what this video is about um know all about that mark can definitely talk to you more specifically about um those things right so 401k self-director ra the second one i'll talk about is partnerships 
Uh, I've got a whole thing I'm going to do on partnerships, but basically that is one of the best strategies I had to get comfortable with over the years. Um, and I've had some bumps and bruises and probably bleeding and cutting. <coughs> Excuse me. Hang on a minute. A little product placement with the, the steadily mug there. Um, also under the, the tab products we use, um, but partnerships is one of those things where, you know, it could be a joint venture. You can invest as an LP. You can invest as an LP with your self-directed IRA money, believe it or not. Uh, you can create a, you could be a general partner on a syndication. Partnerships, there are so many different ways to structure partnerships. There is no, this is why when you, you probably Google this, you're never going to find an answer that says, here's how you structure a partnership. It's basically what you and your partners come up with. It is what it is. Um, so that's probably the, probably my favorite, if not second favorite, uh, form of creative financing, um, that we've used because we've been able to do so many. And even though we've had our bumps and bruises with partnerships, we've finally created that partnership criteria and we've, we've been having some, some, we've had some great, great partners in the last couple of years. So the third, uh, one I want to talk about is your home equity line of credit. So if you are a homeowner yourself right now, you actually have two options. So I'll, I'll kind of combine these as, as two um, the same one here is you have your home equity line of credit, which is where you go to a bank. They will, uh, if you've owned your house for about three years, uh, chances are you've got equity tied up into that and the bank will loan you up to 80% of the value of your home. And so you can tap into that equity. Now, chances are interest rates are going to be a little bit higher than if you were to do a cash out refinance cash out refinance and a homemaker line of credit. Let me say this before I move on to cash out refinance. Homemaker line of credit is basically, um, it's a credit card where, where that equity in your house is collateral. You only pay, you know, what you're used. There, there may be an annual fee like a lot of credit cards have, but you're only going to pay interest on money that you've loaned to yourself essentially and used to go and buy or invest in some properties. The other thing that you could do if you're a homeowner and you've owned your house for about three, three plus years or whatnot, and you've got some equity in there, you could do a cash out refinance, right? Now, right now rates are, are higher than probably what you had three years ago. That's the situation with us. We've got a three and a half percent, uh, interest, um, a 30 year mortgage on our property. We went to refinance and it was at seven and a half percent. And I didn't, I didn't want to do that. So, uh, we've got some untapped equity, but anyway, nonetheless, uh, cash out refinance is where you get all the equity available to you at the day of closing. And then you can go and take that money and you're going to pay interest on it. Right. But you're going to pay a lower interest rate. So our strategy that we do, uh, when we're, we're talking about equity in, in a property is we will use our, if we know we're going to be in a project long term, say five years or whatnot, then we look to do a cash out refinance because there's some certainty that we can use and, and we want to take advantage of those lower interest rates that come with a cash out refinance. Um, to, to basically you're, you're borrowing at a lower percentage than you hope to earn. Right. And so the same thing with a home equity line of credit, you're going to get a lot uh, a higher interest rate on your home equity line of credit 
but then we're going to lend that at a higher interest rate. So we'll lend with our HELOC, we will lend um, to folks who are looking for hard money to where we're getting, you know, 12, 13, sometimes 15% interest. And we're getting charged, you know, seven and 8% interest, right from the bank. So kind of combining those two together, HELOC and cash arena finance. And then the third one, um, or the fifth one, I should say, that was number three and that was number four. The, the fifth one is giving yourself, and this is more advanced, uh, for more advanced folks who have been in it for a while, is the bank on yourself or whole life insurance policy. Uh, and if you don't have one of these, don't worry. You, you probably know people who do. So if you're, if you're making that one call a day, like we talked about in the last episode, um, you know, one of the questions you can ta- talk to is, hey, do you know anybody who has a home life insurance policy or whole life insurance policy, not home, whole life insurance policy? Uh, because they, and if you have one, you probably know this, but you can give, uh, take a loan out of those. It's called the cash value. And we're like with our whole life insurance policy right now, if we were to take a loan to ourselves, we're going to get a 5% interest rate, right? And so we're going to turn around and we're going to loan that at uh, probably 12%. And so there we're making 7% on that money. Right. So um, just to recap, there's five different ways. There's 13 different types. Uh, went over uh, five that I've had experience with. Let me give you the 13 just to, to summarize. Um, partnerships, crowdfunding, 401k or self-directed IRA, rent or lease to own. That was the one I left out. I have done a lease to own. Didn't end well. I'll do a whole nother episode on that. Uh, <laughs> bank on yourself or whole life uh, insurance. And I'd recommend uh, Mark Willis who is my certified financial planner. He's who has uh, helped me get that set up. Um, man, that has changed the trajectory of the wealth that's being created for our, our future generations to come. Um, hard money, soft money, owner financing, subject to deals, government loans or government grants, uh, home medical line of credit, cash out refinance, and cross collateralization. 